Hello and welcome to this latest GCP short produced in collaboration with friends of the podcast Labawan International Business and Financial Centre. Over the next 20 minutes, I will be joined by Farah Jafar Crosby, CEO of the Labawan IBFC, Roy Sharma, Chairman of the Labawan International Insurance Association, and Oliver Schofield in his capacity as Head of Captive and Alternative Risk Transfer Consulting at Principal Re Limited a Malaysian reinsurance broking company. For those of you who may not be familiar, Labawan is Malaysia's midshore financial centre and the fastest growing captive domicile in the Asia-Pacific region. As we'll hear in the next few minutes, eight new captives formed in 2020 and a really good start to 2021 as well. In this short, we will also hear about the latest premium statistics, the spread of domestic and international risk, the utilisation of protected cells, how the growing commercial reinsurance sector in the jurisdiction is complementing the captive environment and areas to watch out for with regards to future growth. So Farah, Labuan IBFC released its annual market report at the beginning of May. And I, t- I tell you what, Farah, it is, really is one of the most detailed domicile reports I've come across. And so I do recommend listeners check it out. And there will be a link in the episode's show notes to, to find it. Farah, what are some of the headline takeaways then concerning growth of the captive market in Labuan? Hi, Richard. It's always great to speak to you. And uh, hi, everyone. Yeah, no, we're very proud of our market report. And um, it's a bit like a, it's a bit like our report card, really. And that's what we call it internally anyway. Um, it's been 2020, obviously, has been one of those years. Well, no, a very unique year, obviously, very challenging. But another year of growth for the self-insurance business in Labuan. Um, in total, now we have 55 new captives, eight put on in 2020 alone. Um, The premiums um, have gone up almost 10% year on year. But what's interesting to note is really, I mean, if you look back at how captives have grown in um, Labuan, it's interesting to see how it came from a very Malaysian base. So five years ago, the majority of all our captives were all Malaysian. And today, as of at the end of 2020, you're looking at 65% of that premium generated by captives being non-Malaysian. So really what you're seeing is um, the proof in the pudding almost. Um, the fact that Labuan is now really a regional, if not international, uh, self-insurance center. So we're really proud how we've uh, come about. Um, and um, we intend to work even harder at building this business. Yeah, those those statistics regarding the international premium really stood out to me, Farah, as well. And uh, I was just going through it again this morning before the recording, and, and I thought it was really impressive those numbers how they've changed. I, I remember when the kind of the Malaysian premium was was really dominant, and we'll certainly come on to the the next nine months and future years uh, later in in the episode. Roy, with regards to the wider reinsurance ecosystem, um, how have you seen it develop over the past twelve to eighteen months? Thank you, Richard. Um, good day to everybody. Well, yes, um, it has been a very interesting 12 and 18 months. And, you know, with COVID-19 and with all that uncertainty that's going on, when it started, um, those of us in the insurance world in Labuan were very, very pessimistic about uh, what's going to happen, how will it develop, and what have you. It was all doom and gloom, Richard. But um, I must say, it has defied some odds. And I think um, echoing from 
what Farah had mentioned, uh, we have seen a decent growth in terms of premiums across the board. As she said, under 10% and um, about 60% of that are from foreign premiums. And um, generally, there are a lot of applications that are piling up at the, the regulator's office, so I'm told. And they've got their hands full to get all those applications licensed and approved as soon as possible. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm amazed at what's been happening in the last 12, 18 months, uh, broadly speaking, in, in Labuan. It may not be very, very bright and beautiful globally from the reinsurance ecosystem because there are huge problems related to COVID-19 and potential claims from that. But um, I'm not going to bore your listeners too much with that other than to say that the jury is still out. The overall market is hardening, meaning prices are going up, terms are getting stiffer, and uh, capacity might eventually be limited. But it's still early days, astonishingly. Uh, The market is still hardening. So um, the jury is still out. We will have to wait. And I think this element of uncertainty will last for the rest of 2021. But as far as loved one is concerned, very encouraging. I think it's really, really nice to hear about the success of the local reinsurance market as well, because so many international large captive centers are complemented by big financial centers, sorry, big commercial market reinsurers such as Bermuda, such as Dublin is is another good example. And we're going to come on to a bit more of of why that's really relevant for captives later. Farah, so the numbers from 2020 are very encouraging and and the evidence that the growing interest around the world in captives is, you know, Lab One is very much a part of that story as well. In terms of the pipeline in 2021, how has how 2021 started and, and what is the rest of the year looking like in terms of new captive formations? Well, it's a little scoop for you, Richard. We've got in the first quarter, actually, of 2021, we've got 10 new insurance related licenses already approved. Wow. Of which half were self-insurance, of which... Um, I believe the majority of which were PCCs. So one of the things I I didn't mention earlier when we were talking about 2020's performance is that in total now we have 10 PCCs in Lab 1 and that keeps growing. So the pipeline's looking very, very busy. It's very promising uh, vis-a-vis the PCC space. And, you know, to go back to that Malaysian, non-Malaysian element, um, most of the interest is actually non-Malaysian now. But, you know, what we expect moving forward in the year is is a growth that is deeper. So having numbers is one thing. Getting the captives to actually manage the risk efficiently, you know, to, to make a to make a deeper market of it is something that personally I'd like to see. There are certain things that I'm I'm keen to 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 push. So one of the unique propositions that we offer is that we offer Sharia captives. So you can, for all intents and purposes, structure your Sharia in a, a captive in a Sharia compliant manner. So that's something that we'd like to see more of. We'd like to see uh, captives used for inclusion. So micro uh, micro insurance for the underserved. That would be something that you know personally I'm I'm very passionate about. And also captives that use insurtech, um, not necessarily digitally digital captives per se, you know, but captives that use technology. So we're open to all this innovation, um, and we're keen to have Lab One be in the forefront of this space in 2021. 
I think the, the micro insurance topic and the insure tech topics um, are ones that we, we're expecting to cover in more detail in, in coming episodes of the Global Captive podcast. And I think particularly in this hard market, it, it should create just more appetite and need for, for such solutions. I'd like to bring Ollie Schofield in here now. Ollie's got quite a unique uh, perspective. Obviously, Ollie's got very close ties to the Labuan and, and Asian market and, and works with uh, prospective captive owners from all around the world. Ollie, what types of, of companies are you seeing interest in, in forming a, a captive in Labuan? It's a very interesting dynamic that we're seeing amongst the various clients we're working with uh, as they go about establishing their new vehicles. It's not so much the traditional property and liability exposures that we're seeing people exploring, but it's some some of the the alternative exposures. So, for example, working with Farah and her team, uh, just a few weeks ago, we got a license for a new cell in Labuan for an Australian headquartered organization that is looking to build out its non-bank financing platform. Uh, They already trade hundreds of millions of dollars for SME business and are now moving into the larger corporate space. So they see the the captive vehicle as being a platform to drive their expansion across the region. Another sector we're seeing showing significant interest in Labuan and in the cell structures in particular is the UK travel space. Um, as you know, the travel industry has been completely battered over the last uh, year as a result of the uh, the pandemic. And many markets have withdrawn from providing that capacity. But several of our clients in the business-to-business software and licensing space in the travel sector are now realizing that a captive in or cell captive in Labuan can offer them the opportunity to rebuild their business successfully. Certainly, there are um, some traditional, uh, more traditional lines of cover that we're looking at for the energy and the healthcare sector uh, for property and liability. But I think the key takeaway is that whilst we are obviously in a hardening market and the cell captives can provide enormous benefit in that environment, some of our clients are very much looking for an opportunity to be able to drive their own business financing, regardless of what's going on in the external reinsurance market, and see the Lab One captive proposition as being fundamental to that. Ollie, you mentioned there are a couple of examples of, of sales you've been involved with, with setting up. And again, we're seeing interest in, in, in more interest than ever in sales all around the world. Obviously, Lab One is the only major captive jurisdiction in the region that can facilitate sell captive business. Why do you think that these structures are gaining so much traction at the moment? I think there are a variety of reasons. Um, First of all, the ease of setup uh, comparatively when thinking about a full captive um, from a timeframe perspective. The way that Labuan approached the establishment of cells is very dynamic. Um, and they do work so hard to turn around the applications in the short time frame. I think secondly, also the lower establishment costs of having a cell versus a full captive. Um, And as you know, the costs of setting up a cell are roughly a third lower than the cost of setting up a full captive, not only at the establishment phase, but also on the uh, ongoing annual phase. I think thirdly, People regard cell caps as being a stepping stone or a toe in the water, if you like, where an organization might only be interested in insuring, self-insuring one line of business. And they see that's an opportunity to be able to 
grow their experience and their knowledge of how the whole process works before morphing potentially into a thought captive in a few years uh, down the line. But I think finally, uh, the lower upfront investment uh, that is required for a cell versus a thought captive does also enable the experience to be built up by a client over a period of years. Fantastic. Yeah, and we'll definitely watch this space in regards to those uh, cell numbers um, in, in Lab 1 and, and hopefully hear some more interesting case studies in the future. Roy, with your Lab 1 International Insurance Association hat on and, and that unique perspective, how have you seen, what's kind of your view of how the captive environment has developed over the past five years? I think I would, I would repeat what Farah mentioned that, say, five years ago, the captive business was predominantly Malaysian-based. But in the last five years, I'm pleased to say that um, we have stepped outside of Malaysia and have reached out to the region here in Asia uh, and to the rest of the world. And I must say it's very encouraging to see more non-Malaysian captives and people from outside of Malaysia looking at Labuan favorably in setting up captives. I must add that this change in the environment from very Malaysian-based to non-Malaysian-based and the growth on the non-Malaysian-based captives is largely due to the vision and leadership from our regulator and from Labuan IBFC. They took the bull by the horns. They went out and reached out to a lot of people there. I must give credit to to these two authorities for taking a very pragmatic approach about how to attract captives into Labuan and to make them aware of the amazing um, legal environment that we have in order to support people who want to have captives in Labuan. Roy, I mentioned uh, earlier in the episode that often we find um, successful captive centers do have a complementary uh, and successful kind of reinsurance center in, in the same location. From your view, then, what opportunities are there for the Labuan reinsurance marketplace to work with and complement and benefit from this growing captive sector? Richard, I see nothing but huge opportunities that there can be a greater synergy between captives and the reinsurance players. As an association, we would like to see more of our reinsurers trying to do more business with captives. Captives need reinsurance support. So instead of looking for a reinsurer to support them and protect their balance sheet, we already have a pool of reinsurers and a lot of them are international based who can in turn provide treaty support, facultative support, and a variety of other technical support to help these captives protect their balance sheet and their assets, and at the same time to grow the business. To that end, the the Labuan International Insurance Association, it will be setting up a specialty subcommittee to act like a sounding board for the community in Labuan, be they captives or be they reinsurers, and at the same time to act as a lobby group, to lobby whoever, to lobby the regulator, to lobby reinsurers on behalf of captives, or to lobby reinsurers to create opportunities to work with captives and the regulator. I think there is a lot more opportunity to create a more loved one based business development for the whole community. 
And and Ollie, with your kind of a reinsurance perspective and and your intimate knowledge on the ground of of multiple domiciles, what what opportunities do you see for the reinsurance market to work closer with with the captives local captive market? I think there are plenty of opportunities. Um, there are already many international reinsurance firms that have underwriting licenses in Lab One uh, that can and should work closely with the Lab One sales and captives. As uh, as Roy said, reinsurance is very much an important contributing supporter to a successful captives operation. And certainly being able to trade locally and in domicile is an attractive proposition that we should collectively explore and encourage. And this transcends not um, just traditional risk exposures, but also non-traditional risk exposures, as reinsurance protection for these uh, obviously enable captives to protect their parent and help their parents grow. I think Roy's lobby group, um, his sounding board that is being uh, established, is an incredibly exciting initiative and something that all reinsurance brokers and all captive users uh, in Lab One should be 100% behind. Um, and of course, we'd very much look forward to uh, supporting him in that uh, in that venture. For me, reinsurance has always been uh, one of the key determining factors behind the successful operation and expansion of a captive vehicle. Um, and we should certainly be nurturing the alternative and specialist captive reinsurance markets, um, not only in this hardening environment, but also when the market returns to normality. Because what we believe reinsurance brings to a captive is the longevity, the long-term partnerships that survive through all cycles of, of, of the market. Yeah, yeah, sounds sounds about right, Ollie. And um, I think, yeah, it's just going to be fascinating to see this continued growth of of Lab One, both on the captive side and and the commercial reinsurance side over the over the coming years. Farah, just lastly, then I think I think the kind of the general theme of this episode has been the obvious evidence that the Lab One is becoming increasingly appealing to international businesses to to look for their captive solutions. Is is that the message you, you'd like to kind of finish on that uh, Lab One is open for business from insureds all around the world? Absolutely. I mean, I think uh, what's happening now is um, recognition of the jurisdiction, not just as a captive center, but really as a reinsurance center. I mean, we are home to more than 220 license holders in this space. It's the single largest group of license holders in Labuan. And so having a captive in Labuan means you are part of a bigger family. And if you are a non-Asian entity, but with significant Asian operations or looking to have a presence in Asia, then having Having a loved one um, self-insurance vehicle makes a lot of sense. I mean, at the end of the day, we are a full service jurisdiction as well. And I think this is, you know, just to echo back what Ollie and um, Roy were talking about earlier with regards to creating that depth. I mean, forget about the reinsurance uh, industry and getting uh, crossing business within that space. Um, you know, we've got 60 odd uh, company secretaries who have access to large conglomerates that use Lab One for non-risk management elements that can now be exposed to risk management solutions as well. So, you know, the beauty of being a full-service jurisdiction like Lab One is, is that there is going to be a lot of crossing opportunities to create intra-Lab One trade. And I think that is one of the key messages. The other key message I wanted to put across is that we would really like to encourage managers, captive managers, advisors, 
and partners to look at Labuan outside Asia to look at Labuan a little bit more seriously. Um, and please, you know, if anyone does have any questions about Labuan, uh, please get in touch with me. We're happy to share whatever information in order to facilitate more knowledge being put out there about Labuan. Well, thank you to Farah, Roy and Oliver for a very informative 20 minutes. As mentioned, you can find a link to the full Labuan IBFC market report in the show notes and further information on the jurisdiction and our free guests on the globalcaptivepodcast.com website. In the meantime, stay safe, stay well and see you next time, captives. Captives.